empathy is a good, if you're going to travel and you're going to go to a lot of new places, it's important to be an empathetic person, or at least try to be empathetic. Um, you remember you're joining them, they're not joining you. And that's why embedding is so much fun because you get to live and experience, you know, experience hopefully from their perspective and their point of view and to learn what's going on. Yeah, surgery November 4th, yeah, recovered, um, and then it was August, so it was from November 4th to August 1st. So it was a very quick time period, it was seven months, because I still had to recover. I mean, it's two months of recovery time, and then our lease was coming up, so what are we going to do? So we started planning it, so I think we started planning it in March, April. And then, and then the day came, it was always off in the distance, you know, it was always this thing, and then suddenly it came, and we were you know, like, a, like the minor freak out, right? But once we started, it was just like, you know, it fit like a, a good, comfortable shoe. Like we really got the hang of it fairly quickly. And then I know we mentioned as we were recording about you selling your car. And then I, I think we discussed this before we actually started recording, but you said you sold your condo as well? Well, we had a lease. So we just gave up the lease. And okay. we got rid of most stuff. Like we had condoed everything, like, you know, um, recondoed. I mean, there's very little in that that locker. It's mostly memories and some artwork. And um, uh, so there's not a lot of stuff in there. Okay. Know? So you, because that makes it way more like real to just say like, we're getting rid of this, like, re- you know, it's like, we're just going to go back to this place. Got so. rid of everything. Oh Yeah. I got one friend, he made out like a bandit. He got a chair. He got a 72-inch TV set. Uh, (laughs) We sold a lot of stuff. Yeah, he's Um, he's trying to encourage other friends now to go live the nomad life. (laughs) (laughs) So were you already um, kind of used to this type of minimalist lifestyle? Or is this something you really had to adapt to when you start traveling? So, you know, this gets back to kind of philosophical. And I guess when you get, a, you know, maybe you have to be a little older, although I, I think a lot of people in their 20s right now are maybe feeling a little bit like this because there's a lot of them, a lot of people that are in their, you know, uh, you know, the, their 20 range, maybe even early 30s that are out there in the world without a lot of stuff. Um, yeah. But so back to your question, philosophically, I don't there was a point in time where I just didn't want anything. Like for me, life was about experiences. Mm -hmm. And to me that I think that comes with being a little bit older, you know, Mm -hmm. because I've, uh, even though I work full-time, I'm a consultant, I mentor, I advise companies, like all the things that I do that keep me pretty busy. Like I've got, you know, my entire life is a side hustle. So, um, uh, but uh, you, um, what you really want is I want to go to a concert. I want to go to a ball game. I want to go see a place I've never seen before. I want to see my family. I want to spend time with my friends. Those are the things that are the that have value in my life. Owning stuff, no, no value whatsoever. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And because it it eventually becomes junk and you get rid of it, like you know. And uh, and so I'm not saying that we shouldn't have nice things because you can have nice things. Um, uh, but, uh, to a certain point, like, you know, if you look at my purchases over the last, you know, you know, couple of years, 
there are no big ticket items. There are no, like, there's no crazy things. It's all travel. It's all meals. It's all concerts. It's all ball games. I mean, like we were, you know, we were in, um, for your listeners who are big, uh, you know, the real football, soccer, uh, big football fans, if you know what El Clasico is, Mm -hmm. um, El Clasico is Real Madrid Mm -hmm. versus Barcelona. It's, It's like, you know, the biggest rivalry in the history of the sport. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were in Valencia and realized that an, a, a Classico was going to be the first one in two years because of COVID was going to be up in Madrid when we were going to be in Madrid. We bought tickets. I needed to get same day financing for those tickets. They were so damn spe- expensive. No, oh, seriously, man. it cost us, what did it cost us? It basically cost us two grand for the two tickets. Okay. Okay. That's a lot of money. Yeah. But I went when to you're a, already traveling. <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, I went to a freaking Classico. And, mm-hmm. and it was a crazy one to go because Barcelona won 4-0 at Madrid. And that never happens. And it was insanity. And, you know, like, you, you know, so the thing is. Especially is that, after the two-year hiatus. Yes, yeah, two-year hiatus. But all I'm saying is that that experience was more important to me than buying something that was worth $2,000. Because I'm talking yeah. about it now. And I'll remember it forever. Like everything. Like, you know, the songs and the pageantry of the whole damn thing was incredible. Um, and the energy in the stadium until they were losing 3 0. But, uh, <laughs> but then again, the energy was hilarious after they were losing 3 0. But, but those yeah. are the kind of things that we try to do. Like we're in Toronto right now. We've already been to a Blue Jays game, we've already been to a Toronto FC game. We're going to go see Alicia Keys this weekend. We're going to go to another football game. Um, there are some other stuff we've done that has been, you know, we went to a wonderful restaurant that was prefix. I'm vegetarian you know, mm. mostly, you know, um, yeah. so that amazing meal, you know, we went mm. to a two-star Michelin restaurant in Madrid. That was incredible evening out. Uh, it was like dinner as theater, almost like the food and the way they did it. It was incredible. So, you know, these are the kind of things that I'll remember and talk about. Um, yeah. Not that I bought some thing that, that right. I taught, I got tired of. And so, because that, those are so things that you could, you know, could you could lose or could get taken or could get damaged we're like you have those experiences right that stick with you they're always Um, they're always in your heart and your head yeah that's Uh, what I always want to tell like I'm not like I'm 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 trying to become a minimalist or like that is my goal when I move because I want to be planning to move soon but my partner like he's complete minimalist and he's just like let me do it like you just leave and I'll just come in and get rid of all your crap you know (laughs) Um, and it's like that is what I, one of the things I'm already starting to do. Like, you don't want to, not that I'm expecting gifts from people and I don't want to tell people what to give me, but whenever it's like my mom, for example, is like, oh, when you move, I want to get you this thing. And it's like, I don't want more stuff. Like give me something no more that stuff. I can consume right. or experience. Like you can give me a bottle of wine and then I can get rid of the bottle or like, you know, take me, take me to eat or something like that. But I don't want things I have to have because I'm trying to eliminate it now. And I think that's a kind of great testament to that. Like, those are things you're going to remember and talk about. Not like, oh yeah, someone bought me this. Like, right. I can't even, I'm just like looking around. Like someone brought me this charcuterie tray. It's like, I don't need, I don't need this. I don't need that. (laughs) But, but I will, you know, here's, here's, you know, the thing it's like, you know, it's not like we buy $2,000 tickets all the time. Right. You know, like, I mean, it's still, but it's like, it's classical, right? You know, but, uh, but like, like one of the highlights so far of our trip is we came back from Europe. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because 
Lauren's best friend's son graduated from high school. It's the first to graduate from high school of their, their three kids, right? So we came back okay. for that. My son had just moved to Houston to go work at Johnson Space Center. Carter was living there. So we went back to see him there. Lauren's family is there too. But we also went to Asheville where my lifetime friend, he's a, he's, this is a guy I've known longer than anybody because I moved when I, from New York City when I was nine, right? So I've known this guy when, when, you know, from Florida when I moved there, know him longer than I know anybody else. His son was getting married. So we went to Asheville for the wedding, yeah. right? And, and I also saw my, all my fraternity brothers that were also close friends. They were my roommates back in college. Mm -hmm. you know, we lost one of our tight buddies a couple of years ago to cancer. Mm -hmm. And so to be able to go to that and do that and not have to worry about things, like, because I'm not spending money on things, I have the money to do those things. Right. Yeah. I can't, I, I, I won't say I can't afford it. Say so like, I can't, my thing is mm -hmm. I can't afford not to. Yeah. Very good point. Yeah. Cause you can think of, you know, is it like $2,000 for a classico or is it like, you might end up realizing that over the past two months, you spent $2,000 on like random Amazon purchases that you don't need or that like already yep. fell apart. So yep, 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 yep. not important. <laughs> not important. And they add up for sure. You know? Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. So, so, you know, so letting go of everything. Um, I will say that every now and then Lauren and I miss home. Like, and when I say home, like a place, you know, that we can come back to. Right. And we okay. talk about that. And, Something and, familiar. But, yeah. But the challenge that we have right now is figuring out where we're going to land, you know, and when we're going to stop because it becomes addictive. That was going to be really a question I addictive. had for you. Yeah. 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 And so right now we're saying like, we're going back to San Francisco for two months where I lived for 26 years before we took off on this journey. And, uh, she was there for 16, 15 years, 16 years. Anyway, the point of this, this part of the story is, you know, we're going back for two months to see if we can still live there or is it going to be somewhere mm. else? You know, and we're, you know, a good friend of mine's a realtor. We're going to look at some places, but yeah. you know, what we'll do, we'll can still continue the, you know, we'll get the place. And one of the keys is, can we rent it out? Because we can, you know, you know, we yeah. can still travel six months out of the year and then rent it out when we're not there and that type of thing. So that puts a lot of, uh, what's the word I'm thinking of, parameters around what you can buy and where you can buy it. Right. Um, but I also want to live in Lisbon. It's my favorite city. So, okay. you know, but when can we do that? Because Lauren can't work full-time for a job here in the United States and be in Lisbon. So um, I can with what I do, but she yeah. can't. So, so you know, we'll see what happens because it's right now, it's still a bit of a puzzle. Uh, but until then, you know, we're quite comfortable with settling down in a place like San Francisco for two months and New York for two months and Lisbon for another month and, and, and that type of thing. Yeah. So, yeah. Cause that was going to be part of my question when you said it's addictive, like, do you travel to a place and then do you end up getting kind of like bored when you're at in one place for too long, like, even if you like it, where it's like, we it's, we've been here, it's time to move somewhere else now. So some places we're out there welcome a little sooner than others. Okay. In other in other places you go like oh my god I can't I can't like this is the spot maybe no, consider this is, like no, a this is great. day. I, I'll if I'll never leave Lisbon like Lisbon is fantastic and for your listeners who haven't been it's fabulous very international everybody speaks English good mass transit food's delicious. Um, lots of outdoor stuff to do, you know, um, mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's 
fantastic and it's and the country is wonderful anyway that aside um, so would you say that's your favorite your favorite place you've gone yeah oh, absolutely there in valencia in iceland but i can't okay. live in iceland yeah okay yeah people can live in iceland i personally couldn't live in iceland, why, why can't you amazing. live in iceland because it gets cold okay <laughs> what's you know, your what's only- your ideal temperatures I've lived in San Francisco for 26 years because it's air conditioned all the time. Okay. So you you like cool weather. You're not like a warm guy, but you don't want it to be like Iceland temperatures. No, like I, you know, sixties is my, you know, my thing. That's a sweet spot. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Sixties, mid low to mid seventies. Like once it starts getting over 75, I start sweating from a guy who got brought up in Florida, you know, so I, Oh, okay so then that's like yeah i always make fun of my boyfriend because he's like once it hits over like 65 he's complaining it's like oh yeah. no it's way too <laughs> it's way too hot where i think i could do my ideal would be in the 70s i think it's like if it hits 80 like then i'm getting hot i but i can do like up up to that okay so now i'm gonna do the typical guy thing it's like you know but women like you guys are always cold always cold you know i actually was not like really a cold per i feel like i was always more hot than everyone but in the past few years like i'm anemic and so now i'm always cold. uh now you're always cold no we'll get we'll get the car <laughs> 95 degrees in the car i'll put the air conditioning on blast and oh. and, and, and lauren will go like what are you doing oh no that's too much <laughs> for me i can't like no i hate i'm i'm like like really complaining in a hot car i cannot do no no i'm just saying but i'm just saying that's the thing it's like it's but is it uh, because it's just blasting directly on her like it's like no it's just it's just but the you know what's so funny is like especially when you get to the hot hot places like you know houston's always steamy austin it's hot um but and when we go visit my folks they live in near fort lauderdale like in plantation it's always so hot it's like you've got to bring a jacket where everywhere you go because you're only outside for like 10 seconds and then you go into like these arctic like you like these meat locker restaurants (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) but i and i think it's just like that just because you know everybody ages more slowly then there you know that's why they like it right (laughs) (laughs) i live when i'm in san francisco i can wear the same thing all day long every day yeah, I, I don't have to I change. I, don't yeah. have to, I mean, yeah, people say layer, but all I'm saying is like, if you know San Francisco, you're good to go. Like the only time yeah. I have to bring a, like extra closing with me everywhere is in the hottest places on earth. <laughs> right. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, I don't think I've ever been. Yeah, you always know what it's going to be like there. You, there's yeah. never any change. In fact, even when we were in Vegas and then like two days after we came back, there was like crazy rainstorms. And right. everybody's in like these big coats where I'm like, we just missed that. Cause we didn't, we didn't pack for that at all. Back for um, it, yeah. So, so I have a question that if you have any like least favorite places that you visited now that we know you're. Wow. Uh, you know, I, I think that every place has been um, uh, I've enjoyed because I've experienced it either fresh and new uh, or okay. I experienced it in a different way. Um, so, but I would say like Nashville, I like some parts about Nashville. Um, but if you're, and it's a, it's a fairly liberal city, but like, mm-hmm. it's still in Tennessee. And so, you know, again, your listeners, whether you're, you know, some of them might be conservative, some of them might, might be liberal, fall different places in the political spectrum. For me, it's hard to 
be somewhere where people are i i what's the word i'm thinking of without like getting too off track here where everybody sees everyone equally um, um and uh and uh and and so there was a little bit of that while we we're in nashville that was disturbing but it, it actually tends to be a fairly liberal city itself. It's the people who come to visit and go to the Broadway area who mm. come in that tend to, um, uh, their their perspective skews differently than the city itself. Yeah. Um, but but so, so I really enjoyed Nashville and it was amazing um, uh, place. It is an amazing place. Everybody should go visit there, but I couldn't live there. Got uh, it. Okay. Right? I couldn't live there. Um, you know, Houston, like I've been to Houston a million times and I never loved Houston. I have a new appreciation for it because when we were there, while we were doing the initial tour around, we stayed in downtown Houston. We were close to the Heights. We were close to Montrose. We were close to Midtown. Mm-hmm. We didn't have to drive all over God's green earth to get to places and things along that line and really yeah. enjoyed it from a different perspective mm-hmm. than staying, let's say, staying at Lauren's uh lauren's sister lives in the heights and we've stayed with her before she's a wonderful place i love the heights it's a great area but like i said just to you know have your car there and and be in that kind of control of your own like living there was was i really tended to appreciate it more um i love austin a lot but it's just so hot you know so like you said there's things about certain places where can you just get over the fact that it'll be in the 90s you know, four months out of the year, you know, can you live with that? Or is that the kind of place where now you rent it out and you go somewhere else? Right. Like, so that's a discussion that we have. And I also have a tough time again, getting back to some politics. And this is true living in a state where if I'm paying my taxes there, what am I supporting? You know, because my tax dollars goes to support a different, a way of life or a perspective that I don't think is right. You have the choice not to live there. And so I want to live somewhere that um, where I feel that, that where I support how they, they treat their people, every person. Okay. Okay. So that's been kind of a thing. We trade like, would we buy in Texas? Maybe I'll see what happens over the next five or six months, you know? Um, uh, um, but otherwise every place has been amazing. Some places have been a revelation like Valencia. And if you haven't been to Valencia, it's an incredible, incredible place. Sure. There's the tourist areas, but the city itself is spectacular. Mm. If you're into entrepreneurship there, there's a big entrepreneurial hub there. Um, and it's the people are nice. The food is incredible. Um, and, and, so that was a, a, you know, a big revelation. So there are some places that you just love and you fall in love with. Yeah. You know? Are there um, any places that you've yet to go to that you are really looking forward to? Like whether that's already on the agenda or not? Wow. There are so many, like, you know, we're trying to see if we're going to go to Southeast Asia, uh, but the, it. so here's a time where it really is super expensive. It's like just the, the pricing to get there is so astronomical and so difficult and challenging right. right now. So we're waiting to see, but we think we're going to be going there. There are some places in Europe that we still have mapped out like that. I haven't been to, but like a lot of your listeners might've been there, but maybe they've been to Dublin and Amsterdam, um, okay. uh, Berlin. 
Um, so there are some of these places that we want to go to. Um, certainly we want to go to Greece. We've been to Italy a ton of times, but we want to go back because why it's Italy. Um, (laughs) so there are places you want to go back to, but we're really trying to do net new. Um, Mm -hmm. so we want to, you know, so we want to go to Vietnam because Lauren's from Vietnam, her brother and her dad just moved there back there. Um, uh, uh, Singapore, uh, Thailand. I have a good friends and oh, yeah. who live in Thailand. I really want to go to um, Thailand. Yeah. So, so some of those kind of things are are, are certainly we want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, like, but Southeast Asia is difficult because now you're talking about extreme time zone differences. Is there is there any? I know we touched on it a little bit, but is there anything else that you would add to as far as just like adapting to these environments, like being in places that you're completely unfamiliar with, whether it's because of the language or just like the culture there? Well, you know, empathy is a good. If you're going to travel and you're going to go to a lot of new places, it's mm-hmm. important to be an empathetic person or at least try to be empathetic. Yes. Um, you remember you're joining them. They're not joining you. <laughs> Can we repeat that again? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I said again, <laughs> um, uh, you know, but it, it's true. Um, you know, yeah. you're, you're going and and that's why embedding is so much fun because you get to live and experience, you know, experience hopefully from their perspective and their point of view and to learn what's going on. You know, if, like this is really interesting, like a couple of great learnings, like, you know, every country you've gone to has had an incredibly great potato chip that's unique to that place. And I'm talking about killer flavors, like ones that we crave. Okay, like in Toronto right now, don't laugh, spicy and regular ketchup potato chips oh my god i've heard i've i have not tried it but i've heard of these okay i've I've been i've been through three bags in two weeks okay in in spain they've got this one tomato and chip that's incredible and then they've got this gold classic in a black bag lays chips that i don't know i think they sprinkle crack on them okay (laughs) um (laughs) <laughs> but like everywhere you go has their kind of like own like unique thing. Yeah. Um, so, so it's like things like that. Like, I mean, it might sound silly, but like just going in and trying things that are totally yeah. local that you can't get anywhere, asking people like, you know, just being open to asking people and talking to people about things. Look, look you know, I don't speak languages. Um, you know, you can try like, you know, so I try when I go to the point where the locals tell me to shut up and then start talking to me in English. That's how bad it is. But like <laughs> you try. Um, Google Translate is your friend. Um, it actually goes live, you know, like you can do it in real time, which yeah. is pretty fun. Yeah. But uh, um, but you really just got to be open and empathetic to doing things the local way and not the American way. And, you know, uh, maybe sure. be a little more patient sometimes um you know yeah. which we tend not to be so I think that, yeah, it's a huge thing in this country yeah it's just like every it's so like quick and like yes there's no patience everything is just like i need it now um right. which is kind of like how i mentioned amazon earlier everything's just like consumption like i want this right, thing right, i want right. it now i don't want to have to ask questions like just understand what i'm saying and that's just not how the majority of the world works <laughs> oh yeah yeah so it's been you know so uh um, and, and like here in Toronto, like culturally, how they 
like like we went to a comedy club, two comedy clubs. Oh my god! And the jokes about America—they're freaking hilarious, but they kind of hate us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in a, you know, kind of like a like you know, like, I mean, you know, you would hear them and probably were nodding, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you know, the first thing is, is anybody in the room from you know United States? And we didn't raise our hands, of course. <laughs> but and then, <laughs> and then the guy just went off it was but it was they were the jokes were hilarious um but i would say that it's like there when we were talking to people around the world and um you know in europe um and you'd say that then you're from the united states you know i first of all i always tell people i'm from san francisco i never say i'm from the united states um uh, because you know i uh, and and you tend to get a better reaction like if you Mm. say you're from the u.s people oh like you guys are in big trouble you know like and like all this kind of stuff but they um people don't think kindly of our country right now you know we're in a uh, we're not highly regarded. Um, the people from the country are not exceptionally regarded. Um, like, you know, we've had people say like, oh, you're not like most Americans, you know, like, or things like yeah. that, which, you know, like yeah. we don't, we don't bring it up. We're not trying to not be like most Americans. You're just trying to be yourself. Right. Um, but you hear that kind of stuff a lot and it saddens me, um, because there are yeah. a lot of great people around the country. And, uh, and even in those places that we were talking about that might not be politically aligned or, or with my thing, but, you know, everybody, you know, so getting away from how we're perceived, like my perception as I drive around, there's not much difference between everybody. You know, we went to, and I won't say where it was, but, you know, like all white, super um, conservative Republican state. Mm-hmm. But we're up at a uh, uh, at a at a beer fest, an Oktoberfest, and myself and Lauren and the two friends that we were with were the only people wearing masks out of five thousand people. I will also are say you, that are you going to tell Lauren, me when we stop recording? Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm over here, I'm, I will I'm also tell guessing. you that Lauren, who is Vietnamese. Um, uh, she's American citizen now, but she's uh, born in Vietnam um, mm-hmm. and was a refugee. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, was the only person of color there. Okay, mm-hmm. um, and so uh, not just only Asian, but there was no well, Latino. Uh, there was no uh, black. There was no nothing. Right. Everybody was super nice and kind to us. You know, we we're wearing masks, and it wasn't like the. And it wasn't in the South, but it wasn't kind of like the Southern kind of fake, like, oh, how nice. And like, come on. You know, like, right. It was, you know, like the, you know, it was genuinely nice. Like we were looking for a chair. Some people said like, oh, take our chairs over here. You know, nobody told us to take off our masks. Nobody yelled stupid crap at us. Yeah. You know, everybody was, and, and went, but you look around also and what's there, everybody's with their boyfriend, their girlfriend, their kids, their family, everybody's laughing and having a good time what does everybody want you want friends and family and love and kindness and you want it to be recognized and you want you want to be accepted and you want Mm -hmm. that's what everybody wants we all want the same things right you know so the differences aren't that big path to get there is just different right but we all want yeah but we all want the same things you know and so you know i always say like start from what y'all want 
you know, let's let's start there. Like, you know, look, I have super conservative friends in Texas. One of them is I consider a good friend. And we talk about politics every now and then. Okay. Um, and I will also say he's not Trumpy. Okay. Uh, but he's super conservative and he doesn't like the current administration. Okay. But he doesn't also like the previous one. Right. So he's still yeah. super conservative and we're good friends and we talk about politics all the time, but it's an exchange of ideas. Well, I don't agree with that. I agree with this, you know, things like that. Um, but we're still good friends. And Which we that still have that can't really exist these days in people's eyes. Like that middle, it's like you're either all this or all that. And people don't see that. Like, just if I say this one thing to you, doesn't mean that I like have all these other statements that just come along with it, you know? But well, well, look, you know, um, you can get into some really sensitive stuff here. Yeah. It's like, you know, you know, like you don't have to, um, uh, 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 like something, right? I don't have to like something, mm -hmm. right? Uh, to to elevate above that and saying like I don't like it or I don't understand it or I don't agree with it. But why, if that's what they want, that person wants to do, or that's their life, or that's their privacy, or that's their this, like that's okay. I don't have to understand that world or agree with it or anything like that to say like, yes, but that's why should it matter to me? Right. You know? Um, and so it's the same thing with, you know, like when you meet people around because you're going to meet them all these conservative people and you can still have respect and like them, you know, you know, there are some people to me that are still over the line and I would not be their friends. Okay. Um, but, you know, you can still find a way in the middle for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, and we all have our different barriers, right? We all have our different lines that we won't cross. Yeah. And I certainly have mine. Um, yeah. But but all I'm saying to your listeners out there is we're all kind of the same. We're all on this little blue dot, <laughs> you know? I mean, Jesus Christ, you look at the... Um, the expanse of the universe. What do they show? Like if you hold up your thumb to the sky, right? Was that picture from the new telescope? And and in that one shot, there's like a billion galaxies. Yeah. And like, and look what we're arguing over here. Yeah. Like down here on this planet. It's like just we're all here together. You know, so you know, maybe a little more kindness, a little more understanding. Yeah. And again, everybody's got their lines that, you know, that's a bridge too far. And I get that. Mm -hmm. But maybe you can go out one concentric circle from yourself yeah. or two, you don't have to go to that edge. Right. You yeah. know, <laughs> right. Um, uh, but you can certainly expand your horizons just a little bit and, and maybe that'll help. Um, but that's one of the things I've learned on this, you know, this trip um, most definitely. Um, you know, there was one line, uh, and stop me if I'm evil villain monologuing here. Um, um, my wife got me for my birthday last year. Um, she got me a songwriting session with a Nashville singer-songwriter. Um, it was actually an amazing experience um, where we got together in a room, um, and in two hours, we together wrote a song, recorded a demo, um and you it was you're just writing no no it was just something that she oh, thought would be a cool thing yeah. so 
But one of the things in writing the song, and I, she said, what do you want to write about? And we were talking and uh, I said, oh, I want to write about the trip and the experience. And we wrote a line together, which, um, um, which I thought was about this idea that we're all the same, but it was like, um, this idea, uh, because, uh, because we were traveling to these just crazy rural areas where you see this crazy stuff, like the world's largest check egg, you know, in Windsor, Kansas. Okay. Mm -hmm. But anyway, you know, the line that I said to her is like, you know, the middle of nowhere is somebody somewhere. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. and we forget that, you know, you can make fun of other parts of the country and the world, but to them it's home. You know, and so, you know, you know, be careful how you tread, yeah. you know, <laughs> um, uh, People, because, like, yeah, move based off of like, you know, like you said, there needs to be more grace in, in all aspects. Right. But people yes. also have this like perception or like this kind of like perspective on things based on their own lived experience. But yes. you also have to remember that people are also going to view the world based on their own lived experience. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And that to me is, you know, one of my biggest takeaways. It's like when you, when you look around the world um, or even around the United States, you know, we're, we all want the same things and wherever they are is their home, yeah. you know, and, uh, and there could be all reasons for that, but they're still their home. And so we should have more respect in your word. I love that word, grace and kindness. Mm -hmm. You know, just uh, it's, it's, it, it's, it might seem hard to do, but it really is simple. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Um, okay. So another question I want to ask you, and, and this is just really for the audience as we're wrapping up, but like, what is some advice that you would give to the listeners when it comes to just living this nomadic lifestyle and like, where can they start? Um, I, I saw a couple of questions about which maybe we can get in that on another, on another time, but like kind of getting into your views on traveling alone and how to kind of keep yourself safe and like things to kind of watch out for. Like, how can you just kind of like acclimate to wherever you're going to, and obviously that can change based on right. where you go, but. Yeah. The, the, if I were to give advice, you know, to everybody who's out there, you know, it's, it's, it's easy to make excuses not to do things. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to do this someday. I want to do this someday. I want to do this someday. You know, one day I'm going to do that, but I can't now because of this, this, this. I understand there are clear reasons why people cannot do things. I get that. That said, if you don't have a plan to get there, right? Like if there's something that you really want to do and you, and you really believe in it, you want to do like travel the world or be nomadic or all that type of thing, then create a plan with a horizon. I'll agree with you. I can't do it right now because of this, this, this. Okay, great. How do you create the scenario six months out or one year out where you've got that window of opportunity that you're going to create yourself. What are you going to do to create that window? Stop talking about it. That's my advice. Yeah. I mean, best advice you could have given. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you have any mantras that you live by? And if so, what are they? Oh my God. 
You know, I you're know, opening I up a can you, of worms. I know you have but, some good but, ones, Neil. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because you've been on calls with me. Like I've had, you know, and I, I'm not saying this to be like to reach too far over and pat myself on the back, but like people tell me like daily and weekly, I should be writing a book because they call them Neilisms. I've got all these. Oh, it's so great. Yeah. So I've got, I've got uh, two I'll leave you with. Um, uh, uh, the the first one is don't just do something, stand there. Now this goes for all aspects of life and think about it. Whenever anything bad or a kerfuffle happens or all that kind of stuff, we all just react. And what I like to proffer to your listeners for a few seconds is don't react, listen, understand, right? And, uh, and, uh, uh, and find out all the information before you start drawing opinions, you know, whether it's in your personal life, he said this and she said this, I'm like, kind of like, so stop, don't take sides. Oh, okay, right? Um, but at work, oh my God, there's a crisis. Well, is it really a crisis? No, because if you stop for 15 minutes and you find out what's going wrong and what's going on, it's usually a, a big nothing burger, okay? So, yeah. so that would be the, the first thing is don't just do something, stand there. When you hear something, before you panic, before you start running around yeah. like crazy, before you jump to get all your exercise, jump into conclusions, okay, you know, get all the facts, get all the data, then make an opinion, okay? Mm-hmm. Tied directly to that, and we can all do this better. Even I can do it, even though I talk about this all the time, and it's about empathy. When we get into conversations, we always tend to answer questions before they're asked. We cut people off or we answer quickly. Um, and, and we also never follow up and, and talk to people deeply. So, you know, my advice to, which I think is life-changing because it was, I think, life-changing for me, um, is that uh, when you're talking with people, uh, uh, listen to understand, don't listen to reply. No, I think that's, that's a good one because I, I can myself attest to that because I, I, I know myself, right? I like to think I'm, I'm self-aware and like know that I can cut people off sometimes when they're talking. So mm-hmm. having this podcast has really helped me to do, cause I'm having guests on for a reason, right? Like I asked you to come on for a reason. I want to hear what you have to say. So that's a good way for me to also practice that because why would I want to keep cutting you off? Like, I want to know what your answers are. I want to hear from you. I want my audience to hear from you. Um, yeah, I think that's really valuable. Two very valuable things that we are right. slowly, slowly losing over time. Slowly losing. Well, you know, think about it at the time. Nobody's been in the office for a while, but like you see a friend or something like, how was your weekend? Oh, it was great. And you're like, oh, mine was great too. And then you keep talking. When have you ever stopped and said, what was great about it? Oh, I went to this thing and I did this, this, and this. It's like, oh, I know you didn't do that. Is that a hobby of yours? Yeah, I've been doing it for 20 years. I didn't even know that about you, right? Like, yeah. you know, if you just if you just stop for a second and st- like, why ask the question if you really don't want to know the answer? <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and if you're going to ask the question, then dig deep. You know, and there's this whole thing in design thinking, so like five whys, and I also use it in, in marketing, like when I'm talking to people's customers, like, why is that important to you? Why do you care? Why does that matter? You know, explain that to me. Uh, help me understand that, right? And and we should do that more with the people in our lives and listen to them yeah. and, and, 
And uh, instead of just glossing over it or assuming when they say like, oh, I'm okay. That's good. Well, is okay really? What does okay mean? You know, like, I don't know. Or like, sometimes we think we have shared definitions with people and it might not just be about how you're feeling. Um, But like, what does that mean? Explain that to me. Get deep, go deeper with your friends. So the next time um, uh, uh, listeners out there, faithful listeners, somebody, uh, when uh, somebody tells you their weekend was great, ask them what was great about it and dig into it. Find out what they enjoy doing. Learn a little bit more about your friends. It'll tighten your friendships and your bonds with uh, uh, and, and your family members uh, and your coworkers. It really um, uh, it brings people closer together when you just ask why and listen carefully. Yeah, I, that reminds me of once I was in the grocery store, and this has probably already been like three years. So I know it was before COVID, and there was a cashier that I would see every single time I would go to the store. And she'd always ask me, you know, do you have anything planned for the week? Sometimes she'd ask me based on like maybe what I was buying, like, oh, you're making tacos or, you know, whatever. Okay. And so one time she asked me like, oh, how was your weekend? Cause this, it was, you know, during the week. And I said, oh, it was great. I kind of said something about whatever I did. And then I said, how was your weekend? And she just quickly like, oh, do you want paper? Do you want plastic? Like this very like somber look on her face. Uh-huh. And I just said like, wait. And I said, no, wait, I asked you back. Like, how was your week? And I really want to know. And then like, she just looked completely shocked. Like, oh, no one's ever asked me that. Or if I don't answer, they don't address the fact that I didn't answer. And she just looked completely like, like no one had asked her that in a long time. Um, uh-huh. Cause I really, same thing. I really want to know sometimes. I'm curious, like maybe you did something that's going to be like a new experience where I think like I should try that sometime, you know? Uh, yeah. Well, you know, and, you know, and look, you can tell I like people and I like talking to people and learning about them. Mm-hmm. It drives my wife crazy because she'll be walking down the street and she'll go like, where's Neil? <laughs> and like, I'm stopped to talk to some guy or woman <laughs> on a corner and chatting them up or, yeah. you know, whatever it is. It's like, what are you She's doing? Like, we lost Neil again. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, yeah, she needs a lease for me. Um, <laughs> I have one final question that I've just started asking all of my guests and it is, what is one thing that people often get wrong about you that you wish they wouldn't? What is one thing that people get wrong about me that I wish? Okay. I, I think people look at me and, you know, they, they see, 64 years, you know, you know, and, uh, and, oh, look at what he's accomplished and, oh my God, he's so successful, all that kind of stuff. I have failed spectacularly so many times. I've been fired from three jobs. Basically I had to leave one because of company politics. I got fired from two others. You know, and you know, my first job. I got fired. In other words, like they see, you know, they see the culmination. Uh, like you know, like oh my god, look at all the things you're doing. Oh my god, you're so sick. But it's, you know, it's you know, an overnight success, sixty four years in the making, kind of a thing. And so people don't know that about me, but I don't mind sharing it because I think people should understand that you know, w- without failure, you can't have success. And uh, and I've had. Uh, plenty of pretty spectacular failures. And so, 
people don't look at me and see that, but you know, I wish maybe they did understand that about me more. Yeah. Neil, it was so great having you on. Exceeded well, my expectations. Really? It's well, like it's, as, as I expected, somehow it still exceed, <laughs> exceeded my expectations. <laughs> well, it's it's been a fun talk. I didn't know it was gonna go in some of the directions it did, but clearly, yeah. um, you know, I, I overshare. Um, so for everybody listening no, out there, it. if it was too much information, I uh, apologize. Uh, fortunately, you didn't get many dad jokes today, so that's good. I'll have uh, you back on for the dad yeah, jokes. Well, I mean, yeah, just, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Uh, uh, but it was a delight, and you're a delight, and uh, Thank you. and uh, uh, I really appreciate you having me on. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, when I first started this podcast, I'd have I'd be so you know rigid and like have all my questions and just be so set focused on like okay I need to ask the next question the next question and like over time it just you know it kind of flows I like to have an organic conversation and really I think the only times I looked at my notes to ask you questions was just the mantras and like what people get wrong about you because I want to make sure I ask that to every guest (laughs) but it just yeah I don't I don't think you overshared I think it was great and I appreciate you coming on well thanks a ton and uh to all your listeners uh if you've stuck with us this long thanks for listening